Good morning, community. A few words on uh, practice this morning. So, as uh, as we have mentioned up to now, there's many uh, different um, phenomena that we um, can be aware of as they're happening in uh, mindfulness. Um, so they all have in common that uh, they are happening uh, in real, in real time, uh, live. Yeah. And um, so there's a range. Huh? So we talked about the body posture, um, activities of the body as it's happening. So as a, we're walking, aware that we're stepping, walking, aware that we're standing, aware that we're, I don't know, going up the stairs, aware that the hand is on the handrail, you know, touching, that the, the hand is uh, touching the um, doorknob or pushing the door. So bringing awareness when usually we're half there, you know, kind of thinking of being in the room maybe. That's what we're aware of. Here we're saying like, oh, let's be here, pushing right now, you know. So there's many, many opportunities during the day for uh, developing a quality of presence uh, like this. So posture, activities of the body. Um, sometimes we're aware of the breath. The breathing becomes in the foreground of the experience. Body breathing, like maybe now if I'm mentioning it, sometimes it can... Uh, make it appear in our experience. It was there the whole time, maybe, but in the, from the point of view of the human experience, it wasn't there. From the point of view of uh, this experience, it wasn't there in consciousness. And suddenly, ah. or sometimes the light in the room changes and we become aware of that. So visual, the senses, we become really aware of the senses. Suddenly the silence is outstanding or the vent stands out. Yeah. So experiences of the senses. Um, we've talked some about experiences of pleasure or displeasure, huh? bringing interest, attention, curiosity to this. Oh, what is pleasantness as I'm eating maybe or feeling the breeze on the skin or the warmth in the back? or the coolness or the softness of the foot lending, becoming attuned, tuned in, the experience of pleasure. Similarly, bringing in the field of our awareness the experience of displeasure. Oh, this particular displeasure now of that taste or of that mood or that sensation, when usually I would just, oh, I'm never going to eat this again, or this is not how I would have cooked this, or I hope it doesn't stay. We would, uh, this is our, maybe our regular way to be. And now we're invited to actually come in and say, oh, what is what I call discomfort and usually fear or despise? What is this discomfort? Yeah. So that's also in the field of what can be known. And uh, last uh, 
was it evening? Yeah, last evening, Anushka talked about um, maybe moods, emotions, that we can become aware of this, the, the score, the, the musical theme, kind of, uh, you know, when usually when we watch a movie, we're not totally aware of it a lot of the time. You know, there's this doo-doo, doo-doo, that indicates us that something's going to happen, <laughs> you know. And so usually we're not totally aware of the sound, but we, we're engrossed in the, oh my God, something's going to happen, you know. And now we're saying in mindfulness, can we wake up? Waking up, the waking up of the Buddha, wake up to the tone, uh, inner or outer. So that's might be a little bit more subtle or intense, kind of, a, is it, what's the word in English? Gro- gross? No, not gross, but uh, gross. Yeah. Uh, and so we're inviting ourselves today to bring this in the field. Feel the tone. You know, it's very different if you're uh, the tone, the tonality, the texture of being discouraged or being hopeful. You know, as you're sitting here, you know, there's this tone like all day of meditation, sit and walk. You know, if there is this tone, you could be duped by it, fooled by it, uh, kidnapped is a um, verb. Uh, or image that uh, Anushka used, like we can be un- under the spell, occupied, preoccupied, under occupation by uh, kind of the dread of the day, you know, like, oh, you know, and maybe somebody next to us, behind, on the other side, uh, maybe they think like, wow, a precious day of practice. So it's the same kind of thing, but looked at differently. And it's not like we should look at it in only one way. In mindfulness, we're interested in how it appears right now. Do you see? So we're not trying to be hopeful when we're discouraged. We're becoming interested in the tonality of discouraged or whatever else we'll find. You know, Sometimes, last night I talked about uh, meta-friendliness. Uh, so when the mind is friendly, we're invited to become aware of this. Oh, look at that. There's this little whiff of friendliness, this little ambiance of friendliness, or there's this little ambiance of not friendliness. So we're waking up in the middle of the mind state. So that's part of what's happening. So during the day, at some point, I'll be aware of stepping, stepping. And to me, the body is a doorway to find the kind of mood I'm in. Because if I sit here and for a few moments, um, it's arbitrary in a way. I could be just listening to, uh, you know, the sounds and, the, you know, uh, be at the ear door. And by staying there, just in that field of hearing, I'll notice how is the person hearing. Are they agitated? Are they quiet? I'll discover that score or the, the song theme underneath, yeah. Or, you know, it could be hearing, but it could be the breath. If I'm just staying here for a few moments, just wanting to feel the rise and fall of the belly, at some point I'm going to discover what state the meditator is in. Huh? 
just by being with the breath a little bit, I'm going to discover that uh, this being fears the day or is really meeting very simply, directly, the breath. You know, there's a mood in there or an emotion, uh, qualities of the mind. There's, there, there's always, sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's, you know, dramatic, you know, big wave of, uh, I don't know, grief, big wave of uh, shame, big wave of uh, joy, gratitude. But sometimes it's not big wave, it's, it's just quiet attentiveness that becomes maybe slightly joyful presence. You know, there can be little fluctuations in there. So this is something we might become aware of during the day. The Buddha said um, in his instruction, would say something like, when the mind is gathered, concentrated, you know, know the mind is concentrated, gathered, quiet, when the mind is scattered, agitated, no, the mind is scattered. He didn't say, when the mind is scattered, it shouldn't be. You know, he didn't say something like that. He just brought that wakefulness, that awareness, that sati, mindfulness in. Become aware. Just become really aware of the tonality. So. Not kidnapped, not duped, not fooled, not totally engrossed and tranced by, and not battling with the middle path, aware of. I'll give you a a little example. Maybe it's uh, it's going to be helpful. It was helpful to me to to see this. So there was somebody on a retreat a few years ago. And um, at the Q&A, I think they said, Pascal, I'm having really a hard time with the crows. Where we were, there was a lot of crows, you know. And he's like, I really hate the sound of the crows. And so I'm working really hard here, you know. And, uh, and I said, oh, what, what is working hard for you? What, what do you do? So he said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm saying, let go, let go, you know, like. Uh, you're not going to control the crows, you know, like, just give up, why, you know, kind of uh, coaching oneself <laughs> in a way, you know. And uh, I was like, oh, thank, thank you for telling me, you know. This is not exactly the approach we take here in mindfulness. In mindfulness, it's, it's twisted, it's, it's a little strange, I find, anyway, I'll describe it like this. Is, um, so coaching ourselves is something we do, we do to others. Let go, why don't you let go, I should let go. Do you recognize this in something you've heard or said yourself to yourself or others? But here in the mindfulness practice, we actually become really interested in, um, you know, for me I would say like, oh, you're so lucky to have this particular phenomena happening of crow, crowing. Yeah, is that what they do here in English? They crow, they crow, they crack, they crow. <laughs> they don't have their own verb. They, <laughs> they, okay. they ah, I knew there was something. They call. And uh, so there's this event, and there's the relationship to it. You know, the, 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 
aversion. And so it's not like you want to love the crow or be neutral to the crow. It's you want to bring interest to what's happening. So you want to become a way, a specialist. So I was telling him, like, so do you know, have you, if you bring mindfulness, you'll discover, do you actually need the crow? Or maybe you're self-sufficient now. Maybe you don't need the crow. Just the idea of the crow might be enough. Like you're sitting, you're quiet, just breathing, and then you think the crow might caw. You know, and then your body tenses, you know. And I said, so, you know, the hating of the crows, where is it felt? Is it, it might be embodied, I would think it is, you know. Does it make your body, you know, tight or your heartbeat or your jaw particularly? Or, you know, what, what does it do to your thoughts? Does it do like, oh, the whole day I want to go home? Is it, you know, like, just be aware. So, basically, you're like a, a kind of a biologist, you know. You go in the forest, you hide a little bit, but just so you have to have things in sight. And then you sit there and just check it out. You know, what happened when the crow caws? <laughs> Sorry about that. What happens? You know, check this, certainly the surge. Is it a surge or is it more like a coming like this? Become aware. And so what eventually will happen is that instead of being kidnapped under the spell of the emotion, you'll become interested in the phenomena. That's a switch here. In Pali, it's called Dhamma Vichaya, the investigation of phenomena. It's not me and a crow bugging my life. Is how is a human being, uh, how is, uh, does anger arise or fear arise in a human being through the ear door, you know, or through an image in the mind? So you'll be sitting here and just check, you know, check what, how it's unfolding. And be, maybe then you'll start to notice that you're looking forward to the crow cawing. You know, because you want to see what's going to happen next time the crow does this. You know, am I going to be able to feel my breath or am I going to go in proliferation in the mind? And so the relationship is changing. And at the end of the retreat, you might be thankful to the crows. You know, they taught me so much. Do you see the amazing potential here? I'm sorry there's not many crows here (laughs) for us this time. But there's plenty of other things, you know. There's the schedule, there's other beings. <laughs> there's some, something, you know, something uh, to encounter. So this. So we're invited today to be aware of, uh, at different times, what shows up. Body sitting, breathing, hearing, sensitive to warmth or cold, and suddenly a mood, grumpy, Easeful, quiet, uh, curious, bored, bored to death, uh, heavy, light, the different texture of the mind and heart and body. So shall we try this a little bit?
know that you're not uh, stuck in the posture. You can always, um, you know, adjust some, but you want to be able to choose relative stillness, stillness. So we don't have to make anything happen. It's all there, happening. And some things with uh, presence, attention, will reveal themselves, their texture, their taste, their feel of them. might discover simply that there's a body sitting here. (coughs) It's breathing. It's hearing. It's alive, sensitive. might discover some qualities of mind present. Maybe the mind is discursive, commenting, or maybe it's quiet, listening.
it's quite uh, easeful, simple to be here, we can appreciate that. Really feel that, the non-struggle. If there is some kind of struggle or afflictive mood or emotion, then it might be skillful to bring in tenderness, compassion. Oh, not easy to be this being right now, visited by I don't know what, uncertainty, grief, confusion, If it's the case, really very tender, learning to accompany distress if it's there. There is a strong emotion, the overwhelming kind. Could be good to open the eyes if they're closed. It might uh, lessen a bit the intensity. Bring attention uh, to hearing. Sometimes it brings a feeling of space. find in the body a place where this strong emotion is not present. Maybe it's not, uh, fear is not in the hands or feet. When there is a strong emotion, sometimes it feels like it's the only thing happening vortex-like, takes all the attention, is fascinating in a way. Maybe we can ask, what else is happening? Not in denial, but just to resource the heart-mind. What else, what else is happening? Maybe tingling in the hands. Maybe crickets singing. This too is happening.
Notice if the mind is friendly right now, or if it could be. Friendly mind abandons uh, judgments, demands. Tenderly meets what is there. Carefully meet, meets what is there.
Notice if you're under the spell of a mental phenomena, emotion or mood, or if you're aware of it. Notice the quality of the mind. Is it heavy or light? I put this in my words, but you can feel it in your own way. Is the mind spacious or tight, aggravated, struggling? Or easeful, no judgments. We're discovering, discovering the particular texture, tonality in there. Is it ripping or quiet? Visited by an emotion in a wave-like style, big wave or an undertone.
Notice again if the mind is reactive in some way, strong reaction to something, aversion, wave of a surge of frustration, or if um, there's this the absence of struggle right now. Is the mind uh, lust or caught, obsessed, or more available? open. Sometimes when we become interested, we ask the question, how is that mind? Sometimes the mind changes right away. Sometimes we can discover what's there, boiling or marinating. When the bell rings, sometimes we have an experience of liberation. <laughs> when the body uh, suddenly feels like it can move, uh, the mind's also the mind moves. Huh? Maybe it becomes more oops, expanded, relaxed instead of tight. So one thing um, that I um, really appreciate, deeply appreciate about uh, this uh, Dhamma Vichaya, the investigation of phenomena, uh, um, is, um, is about, uh, we could call this uh, wise view. So there's the technique of meditation, but there's also the view, huh? so, so the understanding of what's happening. So something that I like about meditation, we could put it this way, that's been, um, uh, to me, very liberating, is that um, an understanding is when I sit, um, yes, what I'm going to discover is personal to Pascal. You know, Pascal today is agitated, or Pascal is quiet. Or, but uh, one view that you can play with, uh, maybe it will resonate for you when I say this. What I enjoy is the Dhamma Vichaya means it's an investigation of, the, of human nature, of human phenomena. So as I'm sitting here, it's not so much my agitation, it's agitation. Agitation happens to human beings. It's, a, it's of the human nature. Uh, discomfort is a human experience. Uh, ease is also a human experience. Brightness, clarity, fogginess heaviness, uh, lightness, um, shame washing through the system is a human experience. So I feel like um, it's my uh, chance to actually go in the heart of the human experience. And so what I'm feeling here, some 
has been felt in the history of uh, humanity. You know, 2,600 years ago, people were reporting on this. And, um, and that's uh, the doorway to compassion. Huh? So when, when we practice like this, and that's probably one of the ways that the understanding uh, uh, lands or is, is wisdom is cultivated, that's going to be a, an understanding. Uh, that's a human experience, uh, this thing. And so it makes us closer to people. So that's how biases uh, will fall. Uh, and we'll be able to see, uh, be sensitive to the other experience. And when I'm saying this, I'm not trying to level everything out. You know, I know that uh, it's important maybe to mention that, yeah, we live in a society where there's a lot of uh, privilege and uh, unearned privilege and uh, oppression uh, also that is happening. Uh, so this too. So there's different ways to talk about reality. So I wouldn't want to put one and there's not the others. But this is also happening. I think that there's something of the human nature that we uh, gain access to. And so, um, and we learn how to be with, as I learn how to be a company, the experiences of this being here. I'm <coughs> hopefully, and I think that's the case, I'm learning to also have the same kind of uh, stability, honesty, capacity to consider uh, the other's experience also. And so there's, there's something, you know, when people might think it's um, navel-gazing, you know, to come on a meditation retreat. It's not been my experience over the years. It's actually a, a way that I actually can see others uh, better after. Because what I experience here, I know is something that others experience, sensitivity to uh, at the ear door, in the, in the heart, you know, the ripping of the heart, the closeness of the heart, the numbness, the vibrancy, the, uh, etc., is, is what I, we have in common. And uh, it becomes very uh, tenderizing for me and uh, precious. Uh, and so, uh, so that's one view that you can have as you're going to be uh, uh, experiencing what you experience today. You might evaluate or perceive things through the lens of mo- me, moi. Oh, I'm like this again. I'm feeling this. That's one uh, possibility. But the other one is, oh, look at that. You know, wanting to disappear, wanting to not be is a human experience. Wanting to be somebody else, wanting to be further along, and being here is a human experience. Being separated from what I want, you know. I want the walking to end, or the sitting to end, or the meal to come now, you know. And it's not happening. This is a small thing. But this is a human experience. And, um, yeah, so I don't know if this makes sense to you in some ways. Uh, yeah, and again, I don't want to deny uh, the very unjust way, the ways that we give value to some people in this society and less value to others because of their resources or skin color or gender, gender expression, uh, sexual orientation, age. I mean, there's so many ways that we're fucked up in our views. I think it's a, a accurate description.
<laughs> so, so this, this too, very much, this too is happening. Questions, comments, nuances, objections that you would like to uh, bring here, voice. So um, the technique here is, uh, is, is to be aware of, you know. So usually, see if it fits for you, when the should comes, we're either in trance, kidnapped by it. It's the truth. I should really, you know, this or that, you know. So we either believe it or we're debating with it. Stop the shoulds. It's enough of the shoulds. You've been oppressing me for years with your shoulds, you know. So this, these are the two extremes, we could say. And it extremes, but regular extremes. That's how we live a lot of the time. And here we're going for the middle path. It's, it's called a path, but it's more like a thread that we keep falling off of. But the middle path here is being aware that there's a shooting appearing in the mind. Oh, I'm, I know better, you know? The voice of the uh, mirage-like, appearance-like of uh, intelligence. Huh? It comes in, you should, you know? And so you want to wake up to this. So you don't want to debate, no, enough. And you don't want to follow. You want to be awake, like you're describing. You're noticing that the should comes. You know, you should, let's see. And so just become sensitive to this. You're raising awareness about that uh, quality of mind. And wisdom, what we call wisdom, one of the particular aspects of wisdom is discernment. We're discerning between, between what is beneficial, helpful, unword leading in our life, beneficial for us and others, and what is not beneficial for us and others. And the way we define this or discern between one and the other is by being awake while it's happening, being sensitive, being touched, not putting opinions, trying to get rid of, trying to get more of, just sensing, feeling. It seems very passive, you know? So let's say there's going to be a self-loathing inside, you know? You're never doing things right. You never do things right, you know? If it comes in... Uh, just being aware, you could think, this is very passive, but actually we're bringing in the mind a very powerful quality, wakefulness, mindfulness. And this quality is a new thing in the equation here. It's going to change what's happening. And so the technique is a kind of technique of soaking, marinating in different moods. You know, So when there is the mood of uh, benevolence, kindness, I want to become sensitive to it inside myself or if I see it in somebody else. I want to actually become attentive to it so I can discern for myself, this is a good way to live. It's not going to be discerned in words. It's going to be discerned, discerned in felt sense. Do you follow me? By being exposed to it with a mind of quality not that is reactive but is attentive, we're going to discover, oh, this friendliness, this 
care, this patience, it's really powerful. I'm going to discover it by close encounter. And similarly, with things that are not helpful in my mind, not helpful for myself and others, I'm going to become very sensitive to, to, to it. And before I was under the spell, so I would just follow, believe in. Now I'm actually attentive to. And so the particular quality, unhelpful quality, will become uh, apparent. So when shoulds come in your mind, just be aware. And you can name it if you want. Shoulding. You know, shoulding. And stay attentive. And you'll notice the, the words I use, maybe in my mind, is, uh, is it um, entangling, oppressive, or is it liberating? And it's a felt sense, you know. <laughs> ah, this doesn't seem like it's onward leading, you know. It's not, it doesn't have a taste of liberation, you know. Is it helpful a bit? Thank you. And it applies to many other, the shoulds, but many other, uh, you know, arrogance. You know, I don't know if, I've, I've certainly been visited by that. And I remember one time I was uh, sitting there and sometimes there would be a, you know, a wave of arrogance that would come, like, I, I got this down, you know. And, uh, and I would become really ashamed of it and debate with it, like, stop this, this is ugly, you know, you can't... Uh, and I was struggling with this, and I talked to Joseph, uh, one of the teachers, the founders here, and I said, oh my God, I have this thing. Like, just be aware of it, just be aware of it. You don't have to get rid of it or believe in it, the extremes. Just be aware of it. And so I would sit here, and suddenly there would be this, ha, I got this down. And then I would just be aware of it, and I could feel, oh, there's a pleasantness to it, but there's also something that doesn't feel good. It's kind of, you know, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> kind of feeling, you know. And, uh, and there was something unsettling about it. And there was fear also in it. Like, I'm a, you know, I got it. Will I keep it? And will people know I got it? You know, and, and it was, uh, and then, and then by, just by being attentive, not trying to get rid of it, just by being attentive to it, it became clear, like, this actually is not helpful for me and for others. It's separating. It's deluded. But I was not judgmentally, not with hate, you know. It was with discernment. Oh, not, not in, it doesn't have the taste of uh, friendliness, you know. And so that's just uh, one kind of, uh, one of the different, so many mind states that can come. Anything else you would like to mention? Yes. Along those lines, what do you do if there's something really sticky? Really sticky, yeah. Um, so it will take maybe um, courage, endurance, patience, loads of uh, tenderness. So, uh, oh, not easy, my love, to be with this. Ah, this one is really sticky, really, we, in the sense that we believe in it, where it gets caught in it strongly, you know, and gets spitted out a few hours later, you know. Oh, my God, I was under the spell of this thing. So, uh, loads of compassion for oneself. Um, uh, yeah, tenderness, friendliness, not easy, not easy, being a human visit, visited by this. Do you see how I'm moving towards the universal? It's like me, I'm happening to me. 
a human being now is visited by, you know, shame or, you know, whatever else. I don't know what, what is your favorite one, you know. And so loads of this and resourcing. So if you're spending a lot of hours with something difficult, if at all possible, you want to expose yourself to beauty, to something that is nurturing, because it can be really draining to be with an afflictive emotion. So it's totally okay to go for a bigger walk, to go in the garden. And even if it's kind of far, you know, like it's not like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. It doesn't feel like this because you're, you know, visited by strong grief or despair. Just if there can be something about nature, you know, the touch of wind on the skin, the trees moving, or even if it's a far, you know, just to expose oneself to this, to, to not demand so much from ourselves. So it's a very slow learning to accompany uh, oneself. And one thing I named earlier was, it's not easy to do, but to, to say what else is happening Although, you know, like there's a strong kind of cloud of like, you're never going to get out of your mind states, you know, kind of this. What else is happening? That's why we're developing um, sensory awareness so that we can be, you know, like aggravated uh, strongly by an emotion and yet be able to notice that there is cool, coolness or coldness in the fingers. That's... Uh, you know, there's an image of um, uh, somebody who's uh, fall, uh, about to fall in the abyss and they're hanging on by a, a little root of a tree or something like this and they're like hanging like this and uh, there's actually a, a mouse that is uh, eating at the, this branch or root, you know, so it doesn't look really good, uh, <laughs> you know, and to me it represents some of the emotions we're often experiencing. I mean, it could be a, a symbol of life, you know, of what's going to happen. Death is coming. But uh, if we take it for emotion, so this the emotion I'm in, and, and in this image that I've seen, and you have seen maybe also, is that the, the person who's hanging like this, they see that there's a little strawberry that is hanging. And as they're aware of the situation, they're not in denial, they're totally aware of, they actually take time to see the redness of the strawberry the ripeness, and to, with the other end, to go and pick it up, you know. And so to me, it's been an image that's been uh, meaningful for me in practice, where I would uh, be visited by strong, difficult emotions. And then my sense was, what else is happening? So as I open my eyes just now, I look, there's two plants in the back. You can't see them. I, I can. But somehow they have something reassuring to me. There's something about the plant you know, alive, and, and just this, to me, is a little bit of a strawberry. It's not like delicious exactly, but it's a little appeasing. So that's part of the skill of the meditator, is to be with a difficult mind state and maybe be able to notice something. Maybe the statue here might do this for you. There's some, somebody found a way out of the, you know, floods of the mind and heart this or the plants there or maybe the teacher sometimes they have that function you know quietly sitting there you know some something like this okay
just to bring um, 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 yeah, maybe that's enough words for today. There's plenty. So uh, please uh, take care of this uh, day of practice. It might be uh, pleasurable or not in this moment. It might va- uh, fluctuate. But this is a precious opportunity. We'll be back in our world and I'll, you know, soon enough. This is a very precious day here. Silence today. So please honor this. Huh? That container is very powerful but very fragile. So you see two people wa- uh, talking together and suddenly your faith is shaken. So we, we belong to each other. We, we're pillars for each other. So we're offering our practice, our silence, our dedication to each other also. We can count on each other. Thank you very much.